the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bond. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, my co-host, AJ Abelgarth. How's it going, man? Good, good. VT just won, so happy Hell about yeah. that, obviously. Notre Dame going down. Right. <laughs> That's phenomenal, Wait. man. We are that close to getting in the NCAA tournament, I feel like. So uh, I am hopeful that, you know, did we, like, on all the, you know, the, the net, and the RPI is like we're in, but it, the I mean, committee is weird sometimes. You know, some work as, to do. so we if we can get over if we if we can get into the ACC finals, championship finals, like whoever, I, yeah, UVA or North Carolina. If it's North Carolina, we beat them tomorrow night. Then I think we're we're solid. Um, like we're definitely in. If it's UVA, maybe still some question marks as far as like resume but i mean getting to the acc championship is just legit regardless um so anyway that is that is phenomenal news but um we got a great show tonight we'll be talking some outfield uh before we jump into all that though just uh the business to take care of we got you know hit that subscribe button hit that like button the follow button you know leave those reviews guys uh you know we appreciate it and uh thanks for listening and watching wherever you do um, and then kind of to piggyback off of the guest that we're going to have, not to give it away. I mean, I, I've, I've tweeted it out on Twitter, but if people don't know yet, uh, we do got to talk about some fan tracks, man. I know we're running this league over there, the fantasy six pack series, and, uh, it, it's going really well. Um, everybody seems to be really excited about it and, uh, you know, people seem to like it over there on fan tracks. No, no complaints for sure. Uh, I, and, you know, we, we've said this many, many times. We like it a lot. Um, and, and again, if, if you do not have a league over there, you definitely need to, to move your league over, uh, fantracks.com slash fantasy six pack is how to get in, uh, start your league up over there. Um, you will not regret it again, the customization that's all but free at this point over there. And then the player pool depth is just phenomenal. So, uh, you, you definitely cannot go wrong with with moving your league over there um so <clears throat> let's uh before we bring our guest on though let's let's do our beer of the week and i screwed up and moved my mm, beer all right what you got aj how funny don't talk to yourself out loud and then just immediately go to the cliff that's fine <laughs> we good i'm excited man vt1 yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, I am drinking a, I believe it's Nepenthe uh, Brewing Company, Spectral Burden, double IPA. Uh, it's a pretty interesting can art for this one here. You got like a wolf thing, skeleton. Nice. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I felt like it was kind of fitting. As, as you can see, I'm repping my Sixer shirt here. Because tonight was fire, the, dude. <laughs> the return of 
stupid Ben Simmons um, coming back and sitting on the bench because I was he, say, he's not even playing. Who, cares? Oh my um, gosh. Who knows what's going yeah, on with that guy, man? A, I, yeah, hopefully turd. he gets right, but it's whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, I figured spectral is kind of like the old spectrum uh, where the Sixers used to play and uh, burden. Well, that's Ben Simmons. So, yeah, Alrighty. that burden is gone, but the Sixes are getting waxed, so it's not, not quite going as planned. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so hopefully they can pull it together in the fourth. All right. We'll see. Uh, so I'm drinking one. Uh, it's from Aslan Brewing Company, and it's called uh, Laser Raptors. Uh, I think I wrote it down wrong. I'm sorry about that. Um, Laser Raptors. It's a double IPA. I believe it's an Imperial double IPA. Uh, the can art is pretty cool. It's like the you know the old art from like the eighties, nineties, like photo like uh, yeah. school shoots, and then you know, obviously the Velociraptor, which is kind of cool. Um, so I literally got it for the name. Uh, I forget what I gave it on Untapped. I rated it last week. Let me look it up here. Laser Raptors. I gave it a. Oh, I didn't rate it. I forgot. <laughs> so I'll rate it right now. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. I'll give it a. Eh, three, three and three quarters. It's it's not their best. It's good though. Um, maybe I'm spoiled with some of the other stuff I've drank lately. But um, probably. yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. So I like it though. It's solid. Aslan does good work regardless, but I've had much, much better. But anyway, uh, without further ado, let's bring on our guest of the week. It is Mr. Eric Cross. Uh, you guys probably know him from the lead writer at Fantrax, co-host of the Fantasy Toolshed. And just recently, as of what, just last week, right, Eric? The 2021 FSWA Baseball Writer of the Year. Nice. Uh, huge congrats for that, man. Um, oh, yeah, man. That was uh, that was phenomenal work for you. Um, so yeah, congrats on that for sure. And uh, yeah, glad uh, glad you're here, man. Yeah, thank you very much. That was it was shocking. Um, all, there was a lot of other great finalists: Steve Gardner, Carlos Mercano, uh, Kenyatta Store, and um, Scott Angle. So I was very honored just to be even nominated and to win it, it was just phenomenal. So. Um, Thank you for that, and yeah, thanks for having me on. Excited awesome, to awesome. talk some outfielders here tonight. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, I think before we get into anything else, man, we you know we had another way of possibly doing this, but uh, we get to talk about some MLB used to be lockout. <laughs> they are back, baby, uh, dude. I mean, Twitter obviously blew up when the news dropped. Uh, I mean, how I just. How excited were you to finally hear the news that it's over, man, and baseball's back. Full 162-game season, by the way. That's good. I I, I can't even put into words uh, how excited I was. Um, really needed that uplifting news to get baseball back. We all needed baseball in our lives right about now. It's you know springtime's better on the corner. Weather's nope. starting to get a little nicer up here in, in Maine. Still kind of crappy because it's Maine. But this is so good to get baseball back. And a full 162 looks a little bit different. Some double headers, a little bit delayed start, delayed finish of the season. But I'm just happy that baseball is back and we can finally get some spring training games in the next week or so and get some 
a flurry of moves here. So oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> that's so, gonna be so nice. happy. I'm ecstatic. Yeah, like I feel like free agency should just be open now. Like before they even sign, whatever. It's like fine. We've already announced it's back. Just just start signing people. Right. <laughs> Come on. Like get this thing moving. At, at midnight, teams should be allowed to talk to everybody. And it's like it stinks because my my. That's why I was asking if anybody heard that. But my uh, air horn for my my draft pick thing just came. Oh, out. oh for so, uh, yeah. So it just blasted in my ears. I was like, wait. Oh, that's a good oh, point. I need to, I need to nope, turn that off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm actually on deck in Tout Wars draft and hold, and I and I turned the uh, sound off so it wouldn't go off during this. I had a feeling it was like, oh, I'll be in the middle of the pod. It's gonna go off. So, or uh, the old <laughs> we, we don't know what draft it is. Horn. It's just like, oh, somebody's up. <laughs> or I'd be like, damn it, fireball, shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, uh, I, I like I. Uh, I guess I have to make a pick now, but <clears throat> you don't I'll have wait. to. <laughs> wait, wait we got a four. Got a four hour. Actually, the clock stops in in eleven minutes or twenty one minutes. Just make yeah. them wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we well, yeah, uh, like because kind of because of the customization, right? I, I on fan tracks, as I've alluded to many times, right? I said screw that, and I was tired of no offense to NFBC, man. You know they got a great platform overall, but and I know there's a lot of top notch players play there, but I absolutely dread the two a.m. stop clock and then eight a.m. restart time. I'm like, you know, when when I know I'm like possibly up and it's like twelve, and I'm like. Ugh, what do I do? And I'm like four picks away. I'm like, I actually don't know who I want. There's like five players I want. They could all go. And I'm like, <laughs> so I just, I just like stay up. And it's like such a dreadful, like couple of weeks when I'm in like TGFBI and like Raz slam. And I'm like, I love those leagues. I love being in them. It's exciting, but to have to stay up so super late. So on this one, I was like, nah, 10 PM is shutting down. You guys can still draft afterwards, but thanks fan tracks. You guys are allowing me to do this <laughs> like flexibility. I love it. So, um, yeah, dude, baseball being back is such a, this is such a blessing. I, 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 I've been wanting to, you know, it's hard to even like get in the mood to like write articles, do the podcast. I had to tweet to the, the guy who, uh, we were supposed to have at the end of the month to do like spring training, like movers and, you know, shakers and be like, Hey, I don't really know if we're going to be able to do that show. Uh, we might need to postpone, you know, yeah. or figure something else out. Now I get to text him back a day later and be like, Hey, we're back on <laughs> cool. <laughs> or we can just like push it back a week. Let's disregard um, everything I just but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still going to work. So that, that's awesome. We can do business as usual. And, and I'm now like, more hype than ever, you know. It almost felt like some of these real drafts I were doing were mock drafts. It just felt like I didn't know if it was actually going to happen. So uh, yeah, it's 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 awesome to see, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where like guys like Freddie Freeman and Kershaw and, and all these uh, you know Correa, where are they all signed? I mean, there's there's tons. Freeman I think is the most interesting one, right? There's there's all the Dodger talk and you know just how much that will affect that lineup and, and Muncie, right? If he's actually healthy, like what does that do to his playing time? Even if Freeman shows up, type of thing. There's just lots of lots of things that that's that are gonna drop here, and it's gonna change people's rankings, and people are gonna look at their leagues like TGFBI and go, "Damn, <laughs> oh, I didn't want him to sign there." <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I took a chance on a few of these guys. You know, Trevor Story. I took a chance on him in one of my leagues, and it's just kind of like. You know, at at the cost that I got him, it was worth it, and I just hope he lands in a good in a good spot and not you know some massive ballpark where you know his power might get crushed a little bit. So, um, anyway, 
guys want to talk some outfield? Yes, let's do it. All right, so we broke this down into kind of some some subcategories here, and, and we're going to start here with the uh, the injured All Stars category. And leading off here, we've got you know the guy who was for so long the number one overall pick in fantasy, Mr. Mike Trout himself. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely not going at the top of drafts this year. Um, but, you know, do you think he's still worth drafting? Like at the back end, can he come back, you know, to be kind of himself? Or is he kind of a fade in your book? I, I'm all in on Trout this year where he's going in, in drafts, like back end of the first, early part of the second. Now you look at NFBC uh, draft champions ADP since February 1st, which has been 67 drafts since then. His ADPs are around 17, 18 or so, so early part of the second and 15 mm-hmm. teamers there as the eighth outfielder off the board. And I'm I'm all in, especially, especially in OBP formats, but just in general. Right. You know, last year, he was actually having one of the best years of his career last year until he got injured. And yeah, the trout that steals 30 is gone. And I think if we get 10, it's almost like kind of like a Soto range now where like you hope for you know 10-ish, maybe, maybe up to 15 at most, but the quality of contact is still elite. Everything is still elite. Like everything with him is still elite. K rate did go up a bit last year. Um, so that was slightly concerning, but XBA, like, you know, he was still hitting for high average. All the quality of contact, as I mentioned, was still very good. 18.4% barrel rate, 52.6 hard contact. So uh, all everything you want from him is still there. I still think he could be a elite four and a half category guy. Just, has to stay on the field and he's now on you know the wrong side of 30 so it's going to be you know it's easier to stay healthy when you're 23 than when you're 33 but um if you can stay healthy i think this would be great value there where he's going you know in the early part of the second yeah i i can't argue with that either i mean it's it's not something we're used to seeing when he's been such a, a quality name you know he almost defines the the name value like you might trap everybody knows what you're doing you're taking him first you know or were years ago obviously but um i love where he's going now i, I and most of the leagues i play in are 12 so if i'm getting him like mid-second i'm yeah. all over that <clears throat> all over that so you got anything else to add joe or uh, yeah i mean i i guess you know i guess at this point I don't know. I you know, I guess the injury risk is built into that, but I feel like there's guys that you know <laughs> that have done this in the past where like they've played way less than half a season for two straight years who have been knocked down way farther than Trout and I and I yeah. you know, I kind of wonder why. I mean, I get why, but I also at the same time kind of wonder why he hasn't. Um especially considering you said it, Eric, he's not going to give you the speed anymore. And so at the top part of the draft there, I I generally go toward guys who are going to give me, you know, some speed while not while being able to contribute at a very high level at all the other categories as well. Because later in the draft, right, you can go after speed guys, but they're gonna crush you in either average or you know, RBI or home runs or all of the above. And yeah. so like, if you don't get those like power speed guys up top, you know, you could find cheap power later. 
and not get crushed, I feel like. But to find speed later, you lose in so many more categories, it feels like. Generally. Like, not always, but uh, that that's why I think I'm, I find myself always being like, Trout, I'll take him instead. Like, just because there's another element to that other player and there isn't the injury risk that Trout has had for the last two years, which has been pretty bad. So um, I'm not totally against it, but it's just been a guy who I haven't really found myself clicking the draft button on. Yeah. So. All right. Well, moving on to our next guy here. Um, we got a little song to do here. Uh, Acuna Matima is trending. New phrase, Acuna Matima. Is he worth it these days? Um, you know, we go back to the power and speed thing here. Uh, we know that he's going to be missing a little bit of time. Uh, I mean, Steamer still has him projected at 139 games, which could have been the whole season um, if things didn't go the way they did today. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on uh, on Acuna? I I try to get him everywhere I can with any type of you know discount baked in because. He was already trending towards, you know, being ready for opening day and this extra little week or, or nine days or whatever it is. Um, with the delay of the opening day, I think it's almost a lock. He's in there uh, right off the bat. And I, I kind of mentioned this earlier in the offseason that if, even if you look at the projections, which they're all kind of around like 35, 25 or so uh, for his power speed, even if you scale back the speed, maybe he doesn't run quite as much at least early on maybe he's a little yeah. a little hesitant with the knee maybe it takes him a little bit of time to kind of fully ramp up into you know the acuna we've come to know and love take you know 75 to 80 percent of his speed that's still around 20 steals he's still i think he's still gonna be you know 35 40 home runs a ton of rbi and runs scored obviously e- even if freeman leaves that's still gonna be a very good atlanta yeah. lineup they'll have you know, ozzy albies austin riley um Marcelo Zuna back. So this would be a very good lineup still, even without Absolutely. Freeman. And, and I, I think Freeman's going to resign there. That's kind of my gut feeling, but we'll see. See how that works out. But yeah, I think, you know, the knee looks good. Everything, you know, obviously in videos that he's posted on Instagram and all the other people that have gotten videos that I've posted on Twitter and whatnot, everything looks good. Like every, every report has been very, very positive. So that gives me a lot of confidence taking him. You know, this is a guy that fully healthy. He's top four pick. He's up there yeah. with he's up there with Turner and Tatis and Joe Ram and Soto, so if you can get him four or five picks later, I, it's starting to creep back up there though. You saw like a month or two mm-hmm. ago we we're getting him picks like 10, 11, 12, 13. Now it's more like seven, Six, eight, seven, nine. Eight. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of moved up it like is, three or four already for sure. Yeah, like on uh, let's see ADP over the last month or so, it's at nine point four. So yeah, it's creeping up there. It was probably around eleven or twelve. If you look back at like this time in like January or so. Yep. So everyone's starting to creep them back up there towards that. Top oh, of course. Top. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm all for it. Like I said, I think it's still going to be elite. Maybe even, even with a little less speed, still a 30, 20 guy with a lot of, a lot of everything else and a good average. So yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Acuna. I think he's a good value in the first round. Yeah. I mean the, yeah, you're right. The only question mark is, is he going to run as much? And I, I still think he will, but yeah, we probably won't get last year. You know, kind of, kind of speed until maybe next year again. Um, so yeah, I mean, he still had seventeen and eighty-two games last year. So he was in, he was insane. It was um, nuts. <laughs> so, all right, um, next up here, AJ, you want to lead it? All right, yeah. So the next out is 
um, and, and this is PG, make out with the breakout category. Um, <laughs> and that is basically how are you going to make out having these guys on your team? So the first guy we got here is Kyle Tucker. Um, he put together a really fine mother trucker of a season last year. Played 140 games, 83 runs, 30 homers, 92 ribbies, 14 steals, and uh, you know a solid slash line, 294, 359, 557. But, I mean, are we safe to assume that he's officially arrived for fantasy now after one season? I believe so. I have been a huge Kyle Tucker guy for a long time, dating back to his days in the minor leagues. And like everything you want from an early round stud is there. And we finally saw it last year. The only real issue was they kept batting him like seventh in the order, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that lineup was loaded top to bottom, but with yeah. Correa likely leaving, I think there's still a chance he resigns there, but likely he's gone. So they, they're going to move him up, hopefully up to like fifth or so. The RBI and run opportunities will, will only grow. And he still had 92 RBI, 83 runs last year in 567 plate appearances. So you could easily see 90-plus runs, 100-plus RBI, you know, 30-plus home runs, 15 to 20 steals. And, you know, his sprint, he's not like a burner. I guess he only had a 60 percentile sprint speed. So it's above average. It's good. But he's always shown that desire to run. Um, mm-hmm. you, you've seen guys that have great sprint speeds that don't even run at all. Um, it's you know you gotta want to run. He's always run throughout the minor league, so I I can see fifteen to twenty steals, thirty plus home runs. The average is a very good hitter. All the metrics last year back up what he did at the plate: two ninety four average, three fifty nine OBP, five fifty seven slugging. His XBA and X slug were even higher than that at three hundred seven and five eighty respectively. So uh, good quality of contact. He's been in the mid to upper forties for hard hit rate all four years of his career. Barrel rate was 11.6% last year, 91.4 average exit below. He cut the K rate down to a career best 15.9%, walk rate up to a career best 9.3%. There's just not a lot of holes in here. And he's, he's just made improvements. He improved against off speed and breaking pitches last year, which was an issue for him in 2020. Yeah, he's just, he's made improvements and this that elite talent is there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Like, I think it's a guy that could be. You know, fast forward a year, we might be talking about him in top five uh, next year. Well, I think he's that good. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I totally agree Tucker a lot. I mean, I, I've I've been following him too. It just seemed like he was never getting enough of a chance yet, and they just kind of were. I mean, they didn't really have room for him, honestly. I mean, the, the team was so stacked for so long, and then you know, with Springer finally leaving, and it's like, okay, put him out there, let's see what he can do, and. We know what he can do, but let's see if he can do it for the full season. And he did. So I definitely uh, I definitely like Tucker this year. I don't know if I'll end up owning him in a lot of places, you know, on my rosters because he's going so high. But Yeah, yeah he's going back into the first round in most drafts. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where you've got to go get him. And, and, and I'm all for it. I, I'll, I'll take him, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, or 10, 11, 12, which is kind of where he's going. It's funny. You look at his, you know, you look at his stats, and, and you mentioned a whole bunch of things. But the one thing that kind of stood out to me was like, you know, he had a two ninety four batting average last year, right? And his bat pip was only three hundred four. Like, yeah, that just kind of normalizes to, you know, like goes up, which you think it will. But it's weird. Like the projections have his bat pip even lower, which kind of shocked me. Um, but if his bat pip like goes up to where you kind of expect it to for a, a quality hitter like him, 
he could easily bet well over 300, it feels like. But every, all the projections have him lower than that, and, and I, I'm kind of trying to figure out why. Like, I, he doesn't seem to hit a lot of line drives. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, like, only 21% line drives, which isn't super high. So I, I know that that can affect batting average and things like that. So maybe they expect his batting average to just drop because of that. You know, he hits a lot of fly balls, which maybe if they don't carry, then that being, you know, that could that could be an issue, but um, it, I still think he's a fine player. Like he's going to, he's going to help you everywhere. So yeah. uh, moving on here, another guy here who kind of broke out last year, uh, Tyler O'Neill, you know, pretty similar numbers, honestly, you know, in 138 games played 89 runs, 34 home runs, 80 RBI, 15 stolen bases, 286, 352, 560 slash line, like pretty identical. Um, very close. Uh, you know, he had a, a K percentage of nearly, uh, of, of, you know, 2.1, two to one compared to Tucker. I think that's, that's where the issue really comes in with him. Uh, but you know, it, is that the lone reason why his ADP is three rounds later than Tucker, even though the stats are identical? Yeah, I, I really think it is. I think it's just cause O'Neill is much more of a boomer bust player than Kyle Tucker is and I like O'Neill I'm a big O'Neill guy I've always really mm-hmm. liked him like back when he's come up through the the uh, St. Louis organization he always showed like that huge like power and athleticism like this guy is absolutely jacked he's mm-hmm. very fast he had a 98th percentile but you got a better year. speed better uh speed yeah. rating than than Tucker right and he's always been yeah. that way he's always been one, <laughs> one of the you know fastest strongest guys out there you know he's just five foot eleven of this strength and speed it's just he's just one of the freak most freakishly athletic guys in this game and you see that you look at his savant page is a lot of red in the in the sprint yep. speed and the quality of contact metrics he hits the ball very hard so due to that you know fact that he hits the ball hard he's fast he's gonna run higher babips than most and that'll help him out probably have a higher average than he probably should but if there's like you mentioned his k rate was over double what kyle yes. was at 31.3 yep. Uh, the chase and, and whiff rates are very concerning. Like whiff rate last year is 34.7%, which is around 10% higher than league average. Uh, chase rate was actually not too bad, actually. He's actually improved there. But this is the fact that you could easily see you know, him hit 240, 250 this year. And I don't think you really have that uh, concern with Kyle Tucker. I think you know maybe if Tucker on the low end is probably like 270. Kyle Tucker at this point. And like I said, I'm, I'm an O'Neill guy. I have a few shares of him already. I think, you know, the 30-15 power speed blend is very realistic moving mm-hmm. forward with good accounting stats. That's a pretty solid St. Louis lineup around him. So, um, I'm in. I think it's just, and I, and I think the ADP is fine. I don't think it's too bad. Uh, like an NFBC, we're looking at, oh, where is he? Uh, right around pick 50. He's 51.8 since February 1st. Uh, min pick a 33, max of 70. So I think that's fair. Um, 15th outfielder off the board. So if he's going to be your outfield one or outfield two, uh, if you have to play in 12 teamers. So I like it. Uh, I don't love it, but I do have a few shares of him. But I think it's just that the lower floor kind of makes people sh- shy away a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm looking at it. Um, it's hard to really just take one stat like that. Um and just say, yeah, that's that's why he's falling that much. But there, there's so much more tied into it, like you were just talking about. Um, I do like O'Neill. Uh, I think he's a little more 
it's a little more streaky. Um, and you know, that's where I've really seen him being, you know, as far as like I, when I've had him on my rosters last year, uh, it was just like, okay, well he's sitting out here. Why, why is he sitting out here? Like no one owned him for whatever reason. And then he started getting hot. So I picked him up. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to jump on this train. I'm going to ride it for a while and see what happens. And I don't think I ended up getting off of it. It was like, all right, well, you know, and thankfully I would, the league I was in that I had him, uh, it didn't penalize for strikeouts. So I didn't really care about the strikeout rate other than oh, points know, league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't penalize for strikeouts. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Or, yeah, no, that, actually, we Tyler did knew, it. Tyler was like knew it would be gold <laughs> point point five or something, but it was That's it was bad. lower than standard. So yeah, it yeah, was, it was good. Yeah, I mean, you, you you see time and time again these guys that have these K rates of, of over thirty consistently. Like, um, I mean, unless they're like Stanton. It's hard to it's hard to keep it's hard to keep a consistent stat line. So I mean, yeah, who knows? Because his first three MLB seasons were were not were not great. I mean, granted, he didn't get full playing time, but um, I mean, he's he struggled, and that's why his ADP last year was so low. Even though, you know, even if you had projected him to a full season, I don't think anybody would have expected what we got last year yeah. out of him. So that is a it, he is as as you said, Eric, boomer bust. So yeah, um, so. Last guy we got on here um, is Mr. Cedric Mullins from our favorite Baltimore Orioles here, uh, local team. And, uh, I mean, he was literally the only player to go 30 and 30 last year with homers and steals. Um, Ty, uh, what's his face? Trey Turner was close. He averaged. 30 if you took his uh his steals and his homers i think he only had 28 homers and 32 steals but uh you know on top of that mullins had a 300 average so 30 and three and zero was like his favorite thing you know to to do <laughs> very many players have done 30 30 by the way What's only that? 21 in the American League, and I believe it's. I'm looking at the stats. It's 43 in the entire National League. So it's yeah. a pretty rare thing to do. So not having anybody else do it last year, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> actually, his his average uh, was 291. So if you take the 29 and add that one, then you have 30 again. Um, do you think he can repeat this performance in 2022 based on, you know, it's not really a prorated season anymore, but, um, you know, if there's going to be more double headers, he may not play in both ends of them as much. So what are, what are your thoughts on Mullins? Sorry, I actually just drafted Mullins in, in a NFBC DC 50 about three minutes ago, uh, pick 34, nice. but, um, you know, where he was going earlier, in the offseason, I was totally out. Like He was kind of going in the low to mid-20s in a lot of drafts. So I was like, nah, I can't take him up there. But when he's falling into the 30s, I'm, I'm more okay with it. Um, because in general, I don't think he can repeat. Obviously, it's hard to repeat 30-30 in general, no matter who you yeah. are. And obviously, if, if you had told me last year, like, all right, one player will go 30-30 this year. You could have given me 300 guesses I would have said Cedric Mullins. You know, it would have been Acuna <laughs> and Tatis and Trey right. Turner, 
yeah. Joe Ray, guys like that. Like, I would have gone through so many names before getting to Cedric Mullins. Um, the only one that really saw a breakout, not even to this magnitude, was Justin Mason, the biggest Cedric Mullins guy around. But I think there's a lot of legitimacy in it. The power is the one thing I question the most. Like yeah. you see a lot of his, you know, the average X of ELO is middle of the pack. Hard hit rate was below league average. Barrel rate was slightly below league average. So I don't see 30 home runs again, even at Camden Yards. I think, but low 20s. Well, the, is, and the fences are moving. So yeah, that's not going to help either. Well, luckily, that actually, I don't think that'll affect him too much because he, all of his home runs were to center or, or right. So um, they're moving the left field fences out. So hopefully it doesn't affect him too much. I think that affects guys like uh, Mount Castle it and does. Austin Hayes yeah. a bit more. But I think, you know, low 20s is realistic there. I don't think he's going to go down to like 12 or anything like that. And the speed yeah. is legit. He's a, he's a fast guy, good contact skills. And one of the, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. He switched to only lefty last year. That's right. I, yeah, he got rid of that. I got so. it mixed up. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. he switched to righty for some dumb reason in my head. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think you can you can expect 280, 290. Uh, I think the average is pretty legit. I think the steals are legit. So yeah. uh, even if you just lop off 10 home runs and maybe a little bit of average, you know, 280, 20, and near 30, that's still a third-round guy, maybe a second-round yeah. guy in 15-teamers. So uh, I'm I'm, st- I'm kind of starting to buy into him a little bit more. I think Baltimore's lineup will be pretty solid as well. They have some good hitters, um, especially in the top half of that lineup where, where he'll be. So I won't, won't get you a lot of RBIs hitting where he hits in the lineup. But I think, you know, four really good four-category guys. So, yeah, I think uh, mostly legit, just a little bit, little bit less power. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. The The power is not going to be there. Um, you know, I, I, the way that I do my, my rankings, he, he's a little bit lower than, than even where he's going, so I'm not going to have him. Uh, but I think it's not so much like the overall value. It is the, it is, it is the you know, the category production that he can give you there you know the power speed you know I'll, I'll i'll bump some of those guys up in my in my drafts above where my my rankings go you know and, and i do rankings just because just to let everybody know like my rankings are my rankings based off you know projections and calculations that i you know how i weigh categories you know based off of those projections and but and, and, and I mix in a whole bunch of other things and then kind of just, you know, then I'll, I'll tweak them manually here and there. But overall, like the 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 rankings don't like him, but he is a he is a team build. a guy you know, a guy that could fit a team build if you needed a power speed guy that late. You know, you know, if you didn't get, you know, if you took Freeman earlier and maybe a pitcher earlier and you needed that power speed guy in the third round by all means, go get him. But I think the reason why my projections don't like him is because his batting average projection is much lower than what you got last year. So don't expect that. His RBI total isn't going to be great. Maybe It's actually better than it was last year overall. Um, but yeah, the power is not going to be 30. The steals may not be 30. So you know, that's all of that combined make him drop in the rankings, but everybody's looking at what he did last year and bumping him up in the ADP. And in, especially in those NFC 15 team drafts, you get guys who can potentially do what he did and still do shoot way up. 
and I and I totally get it. So and and I have no issues with drafting him there. It's just um, sometimes you've got to look at my rankings and say that's just the overall value. And maybe like a it's it's like a score that my rankings give, and that's how I do it. Um, but if it fits your team build, it fits your team build, and, and go take him. Go take him early. I have no issues doing it. So I like him. I think he's a talented player. And uh, <laughs> for as much as Justin Mason was all apparently all about him last year, I was like, why is this Cedric Mullins guy starting over Austin Hayes? I was so pissed. <laughs> and then he just blew up, and I was like, oh, no, that's, that's, why. that's why. All right, never mind. Never mind. I'm going to shut my mouth. Although Austin Hayes had a pretty decent season still, considering he got injured too. So, yeah. um I was like, that actually made me more mad that they like weren't playing both of them <laughs> at at the end of the, like in the middle of the season when they were like swapping Hayes and um oh who was it in 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 the outfield and I was like why Stop, just play Hayes so much better than everybody else out there like it was so dumb but then they finally figured out oh yeah we're just gonna play this guy yeah Hayes pretty good yeah. um so. All right, let's move on here to uh, a couple, a few guys here who, you know, they used to be, you know, studs in the fantasy community, and uh, they've really fallen, fallen out of favor with a lot of people. Um, so our former studs turned duds is what we're calling this, and we're going to start with Mr. Cody Bellinger. I mean, wow, uh, 2019 MVP waiting season. Um, it, 2020, yeah, so be it. We'll we'll ignore 2020 like a lot of people will. And then last year, just what? I mean, I know he was, you know, he he was hurt off and on, but a 165 batting average. I mean, just what in the hell happened? This was a guy who hit 47, 121 runs scored, 115 RBI, 15 steals, and batted over 300 two seasons ago. In 2019. What do we do with this guy? I'm avoiding him in drafts. I don't have any shares of him so far, and I don't see that happening unless he falls a good 30, 40 picks past his ADP, which is not going to happen because in every single league, you're going to have a handful of people that are big believers in Bellinger. They they have that MVP season from 2019 still firmly implanted in their brains. And I get it. You know, he, he was... He was incredible. He earned that MVP that year. Absolutely did. But I think everyone's just given him too many free passes. It's, it's weird because people dock other players for some of the issues that he has, and he doesn't get docked quite as much. Yeah, the ADP has fallen to right around 100, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, he'll be good. He's, he's healthy now. I'm like, he's had a lot of injuries. Like, everyone, yeah. they use it to write off his poor performance, which I think you can write off some of it, not all of it. Um, but you don't. Like 165 is terrible. Like he had one of the worst seasons like ever for someone with 300 more plate appearances. I looked, it was like the Woba was like, this is one of the worst ever. So it was a historically bad year for Cody Bellinger. And I do think he'll bounce back. I'm not saying he's like this bad. I think he'll, he will bounce back if he's fully healthy this year, but that's a, a red flag. Like this, all those injuries he's had that just seem to always pop up. And the fact that he's really only been elite for like really half of that MVP year. The other half of the year, he was good. But that was that first three months where he was just absolutely head and shoulders the best hitter in baseball that really carried him to that MVP. And besides that, he's hit like I think 240 or so since then. Or maybe that might even be, be a little high because last year really dragged him down. But yeah, I think you can, you know, 250 
ish average, you know, 25, 30 home runs, handful of steals. Um, but easily all the guys they have in out there in the Dodgers uh, lineup, you know, if he gets off to another slow start, you could, I think you could see him lose some playing time. Like I said, they have so many other bodies that can pop in there um, to, to kind of get him, you know, give him some days off. So I think he's got a short lease to be honest with you. I think they, they'll go to someone else quickly. Obviously the Dodgers want to win. And I think they'll, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be scared to bench him or, or have him lose a little bit of playing time. And maybe he's only playing five games a week instead of six or seven. So um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't like it. I think there's a bounce back, but I don't think it's going to be to the level that people are expecting. So the ADP isn't terrible. Like, ADP is hate- 93, and I'm just on the yeah. overall ADP. On, yeah. I'm not filtering yeah. it too much, except for I'm just doing it from February 1st. Um, I don't hate that, but again, I just I like so many other like some of the outfielders go. You have, you know factor in who's going in his range, and it's like Brian Reynolds. Staten. Brian Reynolds, I would much rather have Brian Reynolds. Yeah. J- JD Martinez, Ketel Marte, Stanton Bryant, you know guys like that. I would much rather have all those guys. Yeah. They're, they're much safer than than uh, so. Just just to just to throw this out there, so I did take Bellinger in Rasslam, which is best ball, the points best ball. Um, he was my he's my he was my second outfielder, but of course in that league, I mean at the end of the day, I have like ten outfielders, I think. Right. So because it's so deep, right? Um, but I got him with the hundred and eighteenth pick or something like that. So not like I didn't take him at value. I took him about twenty five picks later. Than his ADP, so I felt like that was okay, and all those guys that you mentioned were long gone. Um, I mean, I'm looking at like, I mean, yeah, probably at the end of the day, maybe Schwarber, Renfro, those types of guys. But I felt like Bellinger belonged a little ahead of those guys, just slightly, Um, and it felt like a felt like a bargain at that point. So I was like, okay, I'll take my chances and and hope something works. Uh, I don't like it because I'm with you. I've, I've something's wrong with him, and uh, yeah. maybe I should have just. I was, you know, the league played chicken with him, and I bit. So <laughs> it it is what it is. Somebody's got to take the take the bait, right? It was me. Uh, that might have been one of my uh, 1:30 a.m. picks. Maybe who knows? It's, uh, <laughs> it's just back to that. Damn it! Why why is this guy still here? Why is yes. He here? Oh god, that's fine, like in our that's fine. like in our I'm fantasy six pack series leagues, man. At every single league, if you look at all the league ADPs, because we're doing that tracker sheet. Uh, thanks, Keith, for putting that together. Every single league is playing chicken yeah. with um, Monacy. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't no know if I want him. He's really league. good, but I, and everybody's just like waiting and waiting and waiting. It's like who's gonna be the last one to finally bite? And somebody eventually does, but it's like, and then I, I think the entire rest of the league is like, it's like, whew. Yeah, and then going at the same time going, man, I really hope that doesn't work. Because <laughs> yeah. like if it, I mean, if you say it's healthy, we know what could happen. This year. Um, Damn it. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our next guy who was so, also a potential guy. I was looking yeah. at. I yeah, and I was looking at both of these guys. They were right around the same thing. Um, another former MVP winner, pretty here, identical, and he was actually the runner up to Belly in 2019, and that's Mr. Christian Yelich. Um, he's definitely seen a decline over the past couple of seasons. Uh, for me, it's, it's worrisome because it's been his power and speed that suffered. Um, he's seen his average drop to career lows too, but you know, obviously 2020 is COVID a shortened season, you know, 
we have that. Okay, fine. There was a lot of people that, that played like garbage. But I feel like a, a lot of those guys kind of turned it back around for last year. Um, but like Bellinger, you know, Yelich did miss some time last year uh, with, with a back injury. He was on the COVID injured list. I mean, what are you what are you realistically projecting for Yelich this year? He is such a tough one to project for me. One of the toughest this season, because there's so many so many things going on with him. Like he's got again, he's got some injury issues as well. The the back issue, the knee issue. Mm-hmm. That's because I I always get super concerned with back issues. Because obviously, the, you know, one bad swing and you could just totally screw that up again. So yeah, those those always have a way of popping back up very easily. So that's very concerning with the knee. Like he's you know. Uh, what's he now? Thirty. He's thirty. He'll be. He'll be turning. Yeah. He just yeah, so like, turned thirty a few months ago. So, yeah, yeah. So he's not getting any younger old. either. So adding all that, maybe doesn't. Maybe the days of him stealing 25, 30 plus are gone. Maybe he's more of a ten to fifteen steal guy. Like last year he yeah. had nine in four hundred twenty five plate appearances with nine home runs as well. Uh, the, another thing too, like obviously his K rate soared in twenty twenty. That came back down last year. Still walks a good amount. So the the approach is still pretty solid, but. That ground ball rate that was super high early in his career, you know, 55, 60%, especially back in his days with uh, Miami. And then he dropped it to 42.8% ground ball rate in, in his in 2019, his, one of his best years. Now it's back up to 55% again. So, you know, he has the power in general. Yeah. That raw power is there. Like he could easily hit 30 home runs again over a full season, but is he going to hit enough, you know, balls in the air to, to get there? I don't know. Is this, you know, I still like Yelich. Again, I think he's a guy that he's still very talented. I think he could bounce back and go 20, 20, 25 home runs and 10 to 15 steals this year with a good OBP. But I don't know. Is the average ever going to bounce back? Because he's just hit pounding balls in the ground. Maybe, yeah. maybe that, you know, the banning of the shift helps him a little bit. But I don't know. He's a guy that, it's a, another guy that's in that range where I just like so many other players going around him. And, and even if I want to pass him this range altogether and, Wait till the like the next tier, like the Jared Kellen area. Uh, obviously, I love Jared Kellenick, so I, don't know, I just I just I think I have like one or two shares of him so far where he where he fell uh, past ADP, but I just don't see uh, a return to like top fifty for him. I think what people are doing with Yelich, and, and I notice, you know, we, so you know, with TGFBI and Raz Slam, and, and you know, even this fantasy six pack series, you know, we, we've got. You know, chatter on on our Slack channel within all, everybody that's in it. We got multiple people in it, and, and every time Yelich comes up, well, what do you guys think about Yelich? And everybody's just kind of like, uh, I don't next. Know. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Next question. And, and somebody's like, oh, I'm just gonna take him. You know, the upside's there. And I'm like, is it though? Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, that's what people say. Like, the, oh, the upside's there. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, but what upside are we looking at anymore? Like, are we looking at twelve, fifteen? Like. 12 home runs, 15 steals. Like, is that what we're, is that the upside anymore? And I think right. what people are thinking, like, because he is going late, like, oh, he's a power speed guy that you get late. But he might not be. Like, he could just be a total dud. Like, he could be a guy that you could probably get in round 25, you know? Like, you could get Garrett Hampson doing the same damn thing as Yelich in round 25. Like, who cares? Uh, it's like, 
you know, you, you look, you know, you mentioned some of the Statcast data, right? And and his launch angle, you said he was just hitting him into the ground. Two point eight degree launch angle last year. That's atrocious. <laughs> like you're not hitting the ball in the air at all. Like, uh, I think I can kick a soccer ball farther, <laughs> right? I mean, in the air, his, his barrel percentage is dropping every season so far. You know, for the last three seasons, like it's. Things are going in the wrong direction, yeah. and look, I mean, like I'm not, no, I'm no professional player. I've said this many times, but I have dealt with many injuries. You know, I work out and stuff like that. Back injuries, they creep up, and when they hit you hard, you're never, re- you're never the same. Um, I cannot do even close to the same stuff I could do two years ago when I blew out my back uh, before Christmas. And Joe it's can't just, even tie his own shoes anymore. <laughs> there was, dude. There was a couple of months where I was down on my knees, going, and I just, I just wore, I just wore freaking slip-ons, man. Like loafers. I had Crocs. to, like, I could not do it. I was just like, I just said, screw it. I'm just did gonna you, go buy. Did some. you wear socks with your Crocs? I do not have Crocs. Those things are awful. I'm Crocs sorry to all the Crocs. I'm sorry to all the Crocs fans, but no way. I'm not wearing plastic shoes. But uh, yeah, I definitely went out and bought some slip-ons. Hey, they're great for and, boating. Yes. Whatever. I don't really care. Uh, so, yeah. It's good enough for Steve Irwin. It's good enough for me. <laughs> sure. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah, man. I, Getting a little off I'm pretty. Here. I'm pretty. It's fine. I'm pretty off of him. It, even if he drops a few rounds, I just – I feel like there's always somebody out there who I feel like is going to produce just better than him. You yeah. know what I mean? Then maybe I won't get the 10 steals from that guy, but I'm going to get – 20 more home runs from that guy probably like yeah, yeah, like a, could, like a Renfro like who cares I'll take Renfro over find the guy. yeah you can find a guy that's gonna give you eight of those 10 steals and it's like okay well that's still better than zero steals you know or an injury that puts him out again for a long period of time and he only gets maybe two or three yeah or it's not. not, not I mean, it, good. it's it, yeah, I, I'm kind of off of Yelich this year as well. So, all right, last guy here who, uh, you know, we got a couple here that we're going to mix a uh, pair together, and it's uh, Tommy Pham and Joey Gallo. Both have been phenomenal in, you know, in various seasons. Gallo obviously has a power. Tommy Pham has, has you know, kind of more the, the overall game to his uh, repertoire here. Um, yeah. I you know I don't really know what to think about either one of these guys. Fam, you know a lot of people had a lot of hope for him last year. He did okay, just not great. Uh, Gallup, obviously, you know it's it's the or Gallo. Sorry, Gallup. I don't know why I said Gallup. Uh, Gallup. I'm thinking football. Get out um, of football. Sorry, Cowboys suck. I, I had to ignore <laughs> baseball for so long because they were pissing me off. I started thinking about Michael Gallup. Um, Anyway, you know, obviously with Gallo, you know, the, the power is legit, uh, but the batting average is such a drain. And, he, you know, he just, yeah. you know, it, it, what what do we do with these guys in drafts, you know, and are they worth worth their uh, worth their costs? Honestly, I don't have many shares of either of these two. I, I did get Gallo in, oh, what was it? Maybe it was Toe or Raz Slam, one of the two. It was because it was OBP. Uh, that I got him, I think like pick 140, 150 or so. So an OBP, I can see it. A Gallo would be definitely a, yeah, a much better OBP, target. That's solid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, it was 379 last year. Uh, so I think, obviously, average, he's he's a drain, right? He's a 206 career hitter over seven seasons. Like, you don't, you know, when you have that many, a tw- 2,401 <clears throat> plate appearances, like, you know, maybe you can make minor improvements, but you're not making some, like, massive improvement. All of a sudden, Gallo's going to be, like, 270. 
You know, so he is what he right. is, an average department. Yeah, we had that department. random 253 season. Everybody's like, oh, we figured it out. No, yeah, he didn't. No, yes. no, 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 he didn't. 181 the next season. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was such a weird year. But, but yeah, like that power, though, like left handed, that left handed power, obviously, it'll play anywhere. But it's funny, you look at his spray chart at Yankee Stadium with that short right field porch. All the a lot of the dots for his home runs are like well beyond. Like, there were no like ones that are just coming down right over the wall. Like, they are like, well beyond so uh, he had 25 bombs last year and just 388 plate appearances like this guy if he stays healthy over a full year plays 150 plus he could easily hit 50 like mm. you could literally see him judge and stanton hit 50 which would be insane but it, it, <sighs> if they stay healthy I, I think that's actually a legit chance uh, of right. it so so if you played obp yeah. formats definitely a nice target is like your outfield three or so yeah. um with, with the boost there but in average leagues i i kind of stay away because He's just never hit for high average. He's been above. Like last year was his best K rate of his career. You know what it was? Thirty four point six. There you go. Wow. Point, like, that, that is was, his best. That is awful. Career. But it's dude, insane. that dude that ties right back into Tyler O'Neill, right? These guys who I'm have improving, these massive guys. K Come rates. On. This is what you get a lot. Like you don't. You, it's hard to get these guys who can strike out that much. But be you know could be power hitters as is consider you know as consistently as as uh, as Gallo is you know even Stanton right like Stanton like you would think like okay fine you know O'Neill was thirty one or whatever whatever I said it was so okay fine Stanton's twenty seven or twenty eight that's a big difference <laughs> it really is like that is a massive difference um, it doesn't seem like it but. That's that's a lot. Like if you add it up per plate appearance, that's that's a lot exactly. of extra hits, a lot of extra contact, extra balls so, to play, and you never know what yeah. those balls. You never fall know in. what will happen. So no. if you once you reach that thirty threshold, and that's where you're living throughout your career, good luck being a consistent player. Yep, and having a high batting average. It's just not. It, it's hard not to do. Happen. So, um, yeah. As far as fam, though, I, I, just, I just want to touch on him. Like, he just seems like a guy that, they, like, did he just get old on us really quick? Like, I don't know what happened. I think he did. He, d- he did. <laughs> he, he really, really did. did. Like, he was just like, 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 when that happened. I'm a spry 30-year-old. And then but, like, like, in 2019, year, man, he, was tw- he went 21 and 25. How did that 32 happen? years old. And everybody's like, all right. <laughs> and then he yeah. sucked. <laughs> like, damn, what happened? Um, I, I I mean he went fifteen will, to fourteen uh, last year. That's fine, but that didn't like he didn't he didn't return value last year because he was getting drafted pretty high. I know. That I will for a fact. I will compare this to uh, a phone call a call in on a, on the ninety four Y uh, WIP is like the big one of the big sports talk radio stations here in Philly. So <laughs> this guy called in and literally was talking about. Carson went like because obviously he went to the uh, whatever Washington Commanders now, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's it's just I it's hilarious. Um, I was actually on their show to talk about it the other night, um, but this guy called in this morning and was talking about like, well, you know, it's his prerogative to get married and like, you know, want to want to do that sort of thing and maybe have kids but like i think that that's when he went downhill and it's like okay well is that what happened to tommy fam did he just like all of a sudden get married and then have kids and he's like hey i have a life now sorry uh sorry sports i don't i don't care about you anymore but 
I, I don't think it is. I just think something happened with him, and I don't know how to explain it. He's like old. He, he <laughs> fell into a vortex and came back three years older. Um, so he's just he's he's kind of off my board. I mean, if if he falls enough, maybe I'll throw a dart at him. I don't know, um, but I'm not I'm not expecting much out of him at all. No. I kind of like Fam to be honest with you this year. What is his ADP? I'm it's around two fifty right two, now. It's two sixty two. Yeah, it's it's not it's bad. Super it's, it's super late. That's we'll see low. where he. I signed. say that I got him in Raslam. So well, yeah, I was right. <laughs> we'll he, see signed somewhere. And, and, and uh, there's totally rumors that he might he he'd be willing to try out first base. So uh, think, you know that's one of the reasons why I took him. Uh, I was like, oh, position flexibility. That's Raslam. So why not? Because you know it's best ball. Base. So you can't beat that, right? Yeah. I mean, in so Slam, like, it doesn't really matter where you get it from. I just wanted him in there. Right. So, like, extra if, first base. You can get 15 15 from him again, which I think is realistic. Like, you, right. a lot of the metrics are still pretty solid. So, he's got a, you know, a good approach. So, walks a ton, you know, solid hard hit rate, you know, good barrel rate, 10%. So, I think you could easily see another 15 15 type of season from him and yeah. uh, just have to see where he signs. But where he's going, that's pretty solid, I think. Yeah. I'm, 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 actually kind of scared to see where I took him last year. I was super high on him last year, and it did not <laughs> yeah. work. So we're not going to go back. We're not going to go back and look at that one. Tommy Pham is who you want to own everywhere. Get this guy. Three rounds earlier than you should. Maybe not that exciting. I might have. No, it is. Yeah, who knows? Mike Davis all over again. We don't We don't get it. Oh, shut up. Mike, I hate you. Oh man, that was a stab in the back, man. <laughs> Damn, why why you gotta remind Mike. me about that? Uh, uh, I that's, love Mike. That's, that's a running back, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I recognize that name. It's not a baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a casual fantasy football player. I play a couple leagues a year, but yeah, I was like, wait a minute. That name sounds familiar. Uh, who, who he played for? Denver? Falcons. No, Falcons. No. Oh, yes. Last year, coming over from Carolina. They've had so many running backs in Atlanta. Filled in for CMC. Oh, that's the right. First he's he phenomenal. And then and he was, was on the floor. That's why he was one of the big big waiver wire grabs, like mid season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's why I remember the name. Okay. Yeah. He, he, was, <laughs> he was good. All right. Let's finish things off here with our uh, kind of our, kind of our, we didn't really know what category to put him in, so we just put yeah. him in question mark category. Um, <laughs> so I had, I had start, something else written. I, I don't know. Was, yeah, I don't know why. It was why. way too yeah. long. I was like, eh, no. I'm just going to cut off these 15 other words and stop it at question marks. Sure. So we're going to start with a couple of White Sox here. And, you know, we got Eloy Jimenez and uh, Luis Robert. Uh, look, both very, very talented players. Um, both also been injured. Um, and you know, who, who's the, who's the better value this season? Um, and, and why? So just, just to say Eloy's ADP is 63 and, uh, Luis Robert's is 16. Whoa. Yeah. I did not, I don't know if I realized that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, pretty high and I love Luis Robert. Like I have been. Robert. Why am I saying Robert? Is it Robert? <laughs> it, it, it is yeah, Robert. Um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think people thought it was Robert with the silent T, but yeah, he, he said it was is Robert. But 
Ah, I gotta answer. I gotta go Eloy here for the better value. Like, who I think will a better season? I'll go. I'll go Robert. But okay, um, is he out of the? He made so many improvements last year with his discipline, the contact metrics, the chase rate, the whiff rate, like everything. When he made astronomical improvements, and that's what we wanted to see. Like he could be a top five player this year, but it's almost like the ADP got really high, and even Man, high for me. Like I do have a couple of shares. Of Robert, but same time I'm like, all right, he needs to make these stick and then take that next step in order to like return a positive, you know, a positive ROI here. Like I said, he could be top five. He could go forty plus and twenty plus and be up there close to Acuna and Tatis next this time next year. But I think there's still, you know, is are these going to stick? Like it was only like a month or two. Are these going to stick over a course of 162 games? We'll see. I think they could. I'm I'm in on him. I just think the ADP is a bit too high. Jimenez, I, I like that ADP. Like obviously he came back was super hot at first, mm-hmm. and then really struggled to end the season. Overall, he only hit 249, uh, 303, 437 slash line. But obviously the power is there. He's shown the ability in the minor leagues to hit for a good average as well. Obviously he won't provide any speed, but. And he could be a solid four category guy, he hit like two seventy ish, thirty five plus home runs, and a, a lot of counting stats, and you know a very good White Sox lineup top to bottom. So I think for the better value, where Eloy's going, a good fifty or so picks later, I think he's a better value for this year. Yeah, Lou Bob went um, in my uh, my division for fantasy six pack series over on our friends Fantrax, obviously. <laughs> um, he went to 223 uh, overall. So uh, I I was looking at him in the second and and just like it's pretty uh, late. Feels like it's pretty late. Yeah, yeah. I was late. late. Yeah, it was later than 23. He went. Yeah. Um, where did he go in mine? The Royal Eight. So these are only twelve. Actually, geez, he went three dot one two three four five six oh. seven eight nine. Dang. Actually, three to eight, I can't count. Um, <laughs> he went in the third, mid, like late, like mid third round. That's actually pretty crazy. Now, I will say this: yeah, we only start four just... outfielders in this league, so we did like we we made this totally different yeah, than we, all the other like industry bit. leagues out there. Like we wanted to make it different. We wanted to make it something you know unique. So we did four outfielders. Uh, so yeah, outfielders didn't just flood the, the early rounds as much as they usually do because you need five in most. But uh, yeah, so he went a little later, yeah, but. Second, second, you would think with steals, so. you know that 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 potential there, he would go a little higher. Um, I'll say this, I mean, like you know, his projections are you know pretty lofty. You know, upper twenties to low thirties home runs. You know, upper teens to low teens stolen bases. They're kind of all over the place, honestly. For for steals, average is pretty high. I mean, you're right, Eric. He's got a. He's definitely got a. He's definitely got to hit those to return value. Like and. and for somebody who has not played a full season yet, we don't really know what could happen over the full course of a season for him. That's a huge risk. <laughs> it, it is. Absolutely is. And, uh, you know, we know Eloy's probably missing games, but uh, I think you kind of know what you're going to get from him when at least when he's on the field, right? You know, if he can, yeah. if he can get, you know, God, if he could somehow get at least like 120 games, you're getting a monster season out of him. And we saw it that first year, right? 30 home, 31 home runs. Just yeah, he's so good. <laughs> he 
He's just got to stay healthy. Stop running in the walls. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to like rob Stop home. Stop it. Yeah. With spring training games. Learn from Bryce Harper. Okay. Yeah. Don't what was the one thing the I always said about Bryce Harper? Like, dude, slow down sometimes. Reckless. You're okay. Like, you're good. Just stay on the damn field. <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing with like Byron Buxton. It's it's great I, to watch him as all outside of play. It's fun to watch, but it just leads to more trips to the IL than it should. Yeah. The, your team and the fantasy owners need you on the field. <laughs> fantasy Stop owners it. need you, asshole. You, you Stop don't, fucking around. You, you don't need to be on Sports Center every night. Stop yeah. it. All right, next <laughs> guy up, man. Always going to be a web job. <laughs> last, um, yeah, last, last, pl- last question for a specific player as we got here. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So this is this is more of a, a rapid fireish, I guess. But which is more likely for twenty twenty two? Charlie Blackman will finish with an average higher than Austin Meadows' career mark of 260, or Austin Meadows <laughs> will finish with more home runs than Blackman's career 162 game average of 24. So I think both are pretty likely. I'll say more likely, probably Blackman. Because last year, you know, t- 270 last year, but before that. 303, 314, 291, 331, 324. The list goes on and on. Career 300 on the nose. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's all of a sudden going to fall off a cliff here. Obviously, the rest of the, his game is kind of deteriorated. The power isn't there. The speed isn't there anymore. He only has last three years combined, seven steals after a 28 in four, 2014 and 43 in 2015. So. <sighs> The speed isn't yeah, there. He's thirty. I owned him in fifteen. Yeah, so. that was that was a yes, heck of a I year, love wasn't you, it? Man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think he'll hit for you know two eighty, two ninety, maybe three hundred again. Meadows yeah. should, if he stays on the field, he should. Like he, the power's yeah. there. He's a thirty home run bat. But you've seen he's only played over one hundred and thirty twice, and he's never played more than one hundred and forty two. So I yep. think the the injury risk, which I think if he's if it's going to go below twenty four, it's because he's not on the field enough to get twenty four. So that's why I think there's a slightly lesser chance that he gets that mark than Blackman. So I'll go Blackman here. All right. So I agree. That that being said, will the two of them steal a combined twelve bags in 2022? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt. It. Meadows doesn't. You know, Meadows, I think over the last two years, I did not read how 13. you rewrote this question, AJ, until just now. This is hilarious. <laughs> What's that? I did not read how you wrote this question until just now. This is hilarious. <laughs> the whole reason I did it was because I was like, Meadows was just sitting. He was like, yeah, the the uh, Mondesi of the later rounds. I'm like, why is nobody taking this guy? Why am I not taking him? I need outfield. Yeah. And I just kept kept bypassing him. I was like, Some, something's got to be up. And I owned him in a dynasty league when he was with the Pirates. And I liked him enough back then to, to hold him for a couple of years. Um, that league is no more at this point. So who, who knows what happened? But uh, yeah, it's like they, they both... Like Meadows wasn't ever a big speed guy, but... He had a couple of years where he got a, a couple of good, uh, you know, stolen base totals for you. And then it just fell off. And then, like you said, Blackman, he just forgot how to run. Um, I think he just got really old. Yeah. Uh, he, he he got Tommy Pham syndrome. So yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. 
but he can still hit for average. So I, I almost wanted to change because I, I felt like 260 was too low anyways, but I had to find some sort of back and forth to go off of. So I went with that. All right. So, Eric, we're going to finish off here with uh, just, you know, if you're if you're waiting to fill your outfields, you know, most leagues have five, I'd say at least four. Um, but who are some of your favorite later round targets for this position there's actually a lot um, yes <laughs> a lot of guys i like in in the later rounds here for health and i, and I wrote a uh, article on fantrax about some of these names like i'm sure the, the, the two young guys that i really like a lot brendan marsh of the angels josh lowe of the rays like for mm-hmm. Lowe, i've been saying like as long as they can trade kevin kiermeyer which has been it was kind of rumored they were at least exploring that before the lockout started uh three months ago at that at this point but you know if low gets that center field job if they trade Kiermeyer, like you're gonna want him on your fantasy team plain and simple like the guy could you know this is a 20 homer 25 steel guy waiting to happen you know the power speed is there yeah you know, the average might not be super high but he's shown actually better contact skills that people give him credit for contact rate was around like 70 percent each of the last two years which isn't great but it's not terrible either uh, so I think 250, 260 type of guy, a little bit higher uh, value in OBP format. He does have a, a solid walk rate. He's always shown that. Um, so love him there. Brendan Marsh, too. He's a guy that kind of similar profile to a degree. K rate went super high last year, um, but quality of contact was still there. Uh, the power speed is there. He's going to probably start for the Angels this year. So uh, he's going super late. Uh, like him, Lane Thomas doesn't get yes, as much. I was going to say him if you didn't. <laughs> Obviously, like a little bit more value in OBP formats, but he's probably going to lead off and hit two spots in front of this guy named Juan Soto. I think you've heard of him. <laughs> so if he can just mm-hmm. stay healthy, you know, not a super long track record here. It was really just end of the last two months of last year. He was one of the best fantasy outfielders in the game the last two months of the season. Power, speed, he could go like a 20 homer, 15 steal type of season. Yeah, good he's got OBP. that 2020 potential if it, yeah. if it falls right for runs. him easily. Yeah, so I, I like him a lot. He's with Sanchez, nice power bat with the Miami Marlins. Yep. He's a popular breakout pick. Yeah, there's a lot. And, and, and it kind of depends like what you need. Yeah. At that point, you need power, you need speed, you need some average. Like Michael Brantley's chilling back there at pick 260 yeah. What about like Michael Yastrzemski, man? I like yeah. him super late too. He's yeah, like he's going he, here you know, 300. Brandon Nimmo is right behind him. Nimmo could. I was talking with uh, Chris Clegg about this on Toolshed. Like Nimmo could steal, um, uh, score like a hundred runs leading off of the match if he stay on the field. <laughs> Nimmo just feels like one of those guys where everybody's just sort of like tired of him, right? <laughs> because of like it's just sort of like he hasn't panned out. He didn't. He never had a season like a. He never had like the full breakout season. So everybody's just kind of like, yeah, we're done with you. <laughs> I get it. He's super boring, but OBP, he's been over a full hundred OBP each the last two years. What do you think about a guy like Dominic Smith now that the DH is back in the NL? I, I like Dominic Smith. I just, I just still don't know if he's in a play. Like I, I kind of, when I wrote up my um, kind of the article about the NL DH and who it benefits, I kind of looked team by team and I was like, I want it to be Smith, but I could just see it being a little bit of him. A little bit of JD Davis, a little bit of rest for the old guys, a little bit of Cano. Robbie Cano, yeah. yeah. Like I get to see yeah. it. Not he has such a good him. season. What two years ago? You know that that shortened season, uh, which is what makes me kind of 
want to take a chance on him. Like it's got to right. be a really deep league. Like exactly. I mean, this was like my one of my last picks in Raslam, and it's a forty round league, by the way. So like. But it was sort of like, I mean, there's literally nothing left at that point. I was like, yeah, sure, Don McSmith, but click. Might as well. Uh, like, the upside is there. Like, if he gets the playing time, he'll be a very solid Yeah, same thing with, like, you know, and again, these are super deep leagues, like 15-team leagues, 20-team leagues. Like, if Jack Peterson is out there, you know, with DH-eligible NL teams, like, he's going to get somewhere. Though he's he has a, he has that awful split. Platoon. Yeah, yeah, he has that platoon issue. Sam Hilliard is out there for me. Like, I always... Kind of like, like Hilliard. Him. I like Hilliard a lot. Like he's got that little power speed blend there. Yeah, I, but I feel like he just never like last year. Like I felt like he should have played more. He just didn't. It's Colorado <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what they're She'll doing? Break your hat. I yeah. know. So yeah, there there are definitely a lot of guys, and I'm with you, man. It, it it's at that point in the draft, like when when you're taking, you know, these are probably your your backup outfielders or you know your fifth outfielders. It's got to fit your team. Like if you're in a roto and you need yeah. some speed, you go for the speed. You know, just try not to kill your other categories going for it. You know, same thing. If you need some power, try not to kill your average. That kind of stuff. So you need to find the balance, but you need to you need to hit those category thresholds too when you're doing it. So um, anyway, man, uh, I think that's all we got. I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, and it, it was a great show. And uh, before you go, let everybody know what you got going on this uh this season where they can find you oh geez so much going on but first of all, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me on this was this is a lot of fun talking outfield i always love talking outfield it's, it's always a fun position uh, especially with all these nice late targets we just talked about absolutely uh yeah. yeah a lot of stuff going on right now our, our draft kit over at fantrax hq a lot of good stuff in there like we have a you know i've been with fantrax hq since the beginning when it was a very unorganized startup you know content site five years ago and I am just so proud of the team we have now. We have so many talented writers. It's going to be a really fun season. Uh, both Chris Clegg and I just put out our updated top 400 prospect rankings this week. Uh, Clegg put them out today. Uh, his OBP rankings at mine were on Monday. Uh, so go check those out. Uh, I got the Toolshed podcast, you know, humming along there, two episodes a week there. Uh, writing at Fantasy Pros as well. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, the Fantasy Baseball Black Book. I'm in again with Joe Pizapia every oh, nice. year. That's that's a uh, great you know, Paul Sporer, uh, Casey Bubba, so many people in that book as well. Chris Meany, very talented group of uh, writers there too. So, yeah, this is like my favorite time of the year. Like it's <laughs> it's, it's hectic, yes, but yeah, it's draft season. You know, the we get the new season coming up here finally. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of stuff, a lot of writing, a lot of podcasts. But I love doing it. So yeah, thanks for having me on though, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming. On, we appreciate it. Yeah, I've been, uh, been meaning to get you on the show for a while, so glad it finally happened. Absolutely. So, all right, man, we'll have a good night, and uh, we'll have to do it again. Absolutely, man. Take all care. Right. Cheers, man. Uh, all right, guys. I think that's all we got for it. I hope, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Next week, we are bringing on, I believe, if I have it right, Michael Simeon from uh, SP Streamer. I think is what the site's called. Apologies if I got that wrong. Talking, obviously, pictures. So, uh, and then in a couple weeks, I'm not really sure when we're going to do it, but I am going to get him on here. Mike Curland, he's been here before. We're going to talk about the ADP movers, uh, spring trading, position battles, all that kind of good stuff. Don't know if it's going to be in two weeks. I, I, I don't exactly know. Like, it, 
when exactly spring training games are starting. I haven't seen all the specifics yet. Uh, when, when news broke, it was basically like dinner time for me. So I was like, oh, crap, I got to go. <laughs> or, or it was like, I don't know, kids getting off the bus and all that kind of jazz. So anyway, just kind of hacked the time of the day. But uh, yeah, we will figure out when to get him on it and talk about that. But uh, yeah, sounds like we're going to have to plan some uh, some April shows, AJ. So uh, yeah. thought we might take a month off, but uh, so be it. We'll be back drinking beer, talking baseball. Thought. Oh, damn. You thought wrong. <laughs> There's always news to be told. <laughs> All um, right. Well, yes. Next week's show will be Wednesday. Oh, that's March right. It is going to be Wednesday, March 16th. That's right. Yes. I forgot. Because yes. March Madness starts on the 17th. I that will not be. Literally nothing to do with it. But... Any kind of capacity to talk that day. So. Well, that had literally nothing to do with it. it was, I know. Michael couldn't come on Thursday. I, but, I, uh, I understand that. That's cool. But okay. I feel like this is the second time in the last, like, just totally wrong, but three years that St. Patty's Day has been the opening day of the NCAA tournament. Like, the main day. Huh. Maybe it was three years ago that it was technically the opening day for tuesday i don't know whatever march 17th was a tuesday in 2020 in 2019 march 17th was a sunday so no you're wrong anyway good story bro (laughs) we're gonna cut it out good night everybody see y'all next wednesday peace cheers